Thank you, Dave. That reminds me, I need to uh, say thanks. On behalf of your staff, man, I do feel really appreciated this year in October, and I thank you for all the little cards and letters and uh, little knickknacks I got to say thanks. I know I speak on Dave's behalf and Dwayne's behalf, but uh, your staff sometimes needs that. And uh, man, I just want to say thank you very much. The other thing I need to say thanks for is we have a workout club. Uh, man, we've got some kids here from 5th to the, all the way to uh, 10th, 11th grade that come here on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday and work out. You remember me asking for uh, $5,300 to buy some workout equipment? I want you to know we got the $5,300. We did buy the equipment, and it is here. So thank you very much, church. If you like to look at it, it's right here in this room, right off the side of us. And each week, the kids come in here and do some physical activity and lift some weights, run, do agility. And then I get the opportunity to share in the gospel with them and uh, spiritually grow these kids' muscles so they can be in tune with what God wants to use in their life. So uh, if you're not involved, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I usually run a bus. So we love to have your kids involved. And uh, man... Look forward to seeing them there. Uh, today, man, I don't get an opportunity to preach to you very often, so uh, I'm going to warm up just with a little joke here. Uh, man, speaking of the workout equipment and everything, uh, man, I'm reminded of a guy that opened a gym. He was a big, strong man, had big muscles. Everybody in town knew him, and he had this challenge. He said, hey, I give you $1,000 to anybody out here that can squeeze this lemon after I get done with it and get one more drop of lemon juice out of this lemon with your bare hands. Man, people signed up in droves. They were going, yeah, I'm ready for that $1,000. I think I can get one more drop of juice out of that lemon. So this thing went on and went on. Three or four months this thing went on. Nobody was able to squeeze the lemon and get one more drop of juice out of the lemon. And here comes this little man. This little man from out of town, heard about the competition, came into town. He goes, ah, oh, I think I can win this. So everybody was laughing. They were just going, that scrawny guy, he can't squeeze that lemon and get any more juice out of that thing. So the guy said, well, I'll oblige him. I'll do it. So he squeezed the lemon, got a lot of the lemon juice out of it, handed it over to the scrawny little guy. The scrawny little guy grabbed a hold of that lemon squeezed it with all his might and got six more drops of lemon juice. Six more. Everybody was going, wow, who is this guy? You guys want to know who the guy was? Here's the IRS agent. <laughs> all right, man, now that I got your attention, okay. We're going to talk about a really short guy today, all right? And Zacchaeus, he could use it. He is a really short guy. He's the IRS guy. I am really short, okay? Uh, IRS, okay? Very good. If you would, turn in your Bibles to Luke 19. Some of you get that when you go home for lunch. I was struggling on what to preach uh, today. Uh, Dwayne said I could do anything I wanted, just don't preach his stuff, okay? So I said, all right. But uh, I picked Zacchaeus, and seeing the service so far, 
I know why God had me here in this chapter. See if you can get how come we're here in this chapter. It's Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. I'm going to kind of take this opportunity to say, hey, a lot of you are familiar with this passage, Zacchaeus. A lot of you have heard this growing up in the church. A lot of you have heard this story of Zacchaeus being a wee little man. We sing a song, Zacchaeus was a wee little man, a wee little man was he, climbed up in the sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. I would sing, but I'm not a good singer, okay? All right, let's go. Verse 1. He entered Jericho and was passing through. Man, the Lord just spoke to me right there. Did he not you? Look down to verse 10 here. It said he was just passing through. I don't think Jesus did anything to just do something. He always had a purpose in mind. And I see uh, these great seek and save missions. This is usually their motto. Verse 10. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Guys, that is the whole gist of the story. The reason he came to Jericho, the reason he was going through Jericho, was he was on his way to Jerusalem. All right? He was on the way to Passover. He was on his way to the cross. He was in mind... He had you and me in mind when he was going that way. Not even us, but Zacchaeus. Let's skip up to verse 2. And there was a man named Zacchaeus. I did a little study. Zacchaeus is a good name. You know what Zacchaeus means in the Hebrew language? It means pure, right. Get to the last part of this verse. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. I don't know if you know it, but the tax collectors back in those days, they were hated. Hated. They were down there with the prostitutes. They were down there with the drug dealers today. Okay? That's how hated these tax collectors were. But there's one thing I want you to see. He was the chief tax collector. I don't know if you know it, but that kind of makes it, uh, man, casting fun, making fun of this guy. Uh, It's a mockery. Zacchaeus' name meaning what? Pure, right. And then this tax collector part, especially the chief tax collector, making him, man, a cheater, a scoundrel, a traitor. Let me give you a little bit more background on this. This really got to me. But, uh, man, can you imagine Zacchaeus growing up a short little boy? Now, you don't know it, but kids sometimes make fun of people that are small. Isn't that right? Dwayne, okay? Okay, just kidding. (laughs) All right, we've heard stories, right, guys? We've heard stories, okay? They make fun, okay? Zacchaeus was probably made fun of. He says, hey, since nobody likes me, I'm going to spend my extra time studying. I'm going to take some extra math classes. I'm going to take my time making myself a little better. I can imagine him doing that. I can imagine him wanting to get back at these people. 
Do you realize this tax collector was a Jew? Who is he collecting taxes for? Rome. You know, these tax collectors used to skim a little off the top. That's how they got rich. And that's the second part of that verse. He was very rich. He was taking money that really wasn't rightfully his and charging a little extra, putting it in his back pocket and feeding himself and making himself rich to get back at these people that used to poke fun at him. Do you realize a Jew working for the Romans would say, Hey, this guy loves money more than being a Jew. This guy loves money more than anything. Isn't that funny? How many of us, Dave just said we are a rich nation. I agree. Even the people that don't have much are rich in our country. We're all rich. But how many times does that richness interfere, sidetrack us from what God wants us to do? Hi, look look at this. God set me up perfectly. If you'll turn over to Luke chapter 18, verse 18. This is Jesus telling a story about meeting another rich guy. He met him and said, Master, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus answered to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commands. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother. And he said, All these things I have kept from my youth. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, One thing you still lack is sell all your possessions and give it to the poor, and you shall have treasure in heaven and come follow me. The next verse is the most uh, verse I want to see. But when he had heard these things, he became very sad, for he was extremely rich. And Jesus looked at him and said, How hard is it for those who are wealthy to enter into the kingdom of God? For it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. There, They who heard this said, then who can be saved? But he said, the things are impossible. Things are impossible with people are possible with God. Guys, God works impossibilities. God can do great things. Dave, I think God can make that shoebox go to Haiti. I think he can make one of those kids get one of those shoeboxes and see one of those pictures. That's the kind of God I serve. Okay? God's big. That kiss was very rich. That kiss was the chief tax collector. Scoundrel. All right? Here it is. Going down here. Oh, here it is. Verse 3. That kiss was trying to see who Jesus was and was unable to because of the crowd, for he was small in stature. So he ran ahead, climbed up into a sycamore tree in order to see him, for he was about to pass by that way. 
Okay. Guys, Jesus just got done performing a miracle outside of Jericho. Blind Bart. Everybody knew Blind Bart. He stood out there. He begged every day. Everybody knew who Blind Bart was. But they see Blind Bart run through and say, Hey, Jesus, heal me. I got my sight. And they couldn't believe it. Okay, so Blind Bart's out there giving the Lord the praise. He's out there stirring up all the crowd. I mean, this guy wasn't even going to be still, okay? They were trying to get the guy to be quiet so Jesus wouldn't even pay attention to him. But now that he's healed, man, this guy's going berserk. The town's just in a frenzy. Here Jesus is coming to the gate. Man, these people are flying all through town. Hey, Jesus is coming. Come on, you've got to see him. You've got to see him. He did this miracle outside of town. Crowds are forming, guys, big crowds. Zacchaeus, being small in nature, was left out. I get this little cute dog at home. My wife loves it. Every time we sit down for a meal, guess what this dog does? After we get done saying grace, I think the dog knows we're having grace, you know. After we get done having grace, he comes to the table and he jumps, jumps. He jumps up all the time, you know. He's wanting to see what's on that table. And I'm the only one that he'll jump in my lap every now and then to see what's on that table. I like to think of Zacchaeus. This dog isn't but this big, but he can jump three foot. You know what I mean? Zacchaeus, I think, was a good jumper. He says the crowd was in his way. I could see him. Hey! Look! You know, I ain't never been that short before, you know. But, you know, that would be a good way of getting up above the crowd or standing on something, okay? That would be a good way of getting in there. But I can imagine these scoundrels, these people were out in the audience, and they were getting in with this, okay? The crowd was, going, oh, Zach, you want to get up here and see the action, huh? They were crowding in. They were probably banging him, you know, just saying, hey, yeah, cheat me on the taxes next time. You know what I mean? They were probably really getting with this, okay? I can only imagine. Can you see it? Zach trying to get up front when he's in stuck in the back and he's short. I'm going to make sure he doesn't get up front. You know what I mean? Because that guy's a scoundrel. That guy's a cheat. Can you see him trying to peek in? Maybe even go underneath their feet? Hey, Zach ain't getting anywhere, is he? Zach, all his life being short, was very creative. Remember I told you he took extra math classes. He did everything to further his math career, further his Position in being a chop tax collector. Very creative. He says, hey, I know what I'll do. I did this when I was a kid when I wanted to get somewhere. I'll run ahead and I'll spot me a good spot and I'll climb something. I'll get up here where the people aren't. And then hopefully he comes that way. So he had that grand plan. Guess what? Can you guys see a rich tax collector running to beat the band, to get ahead of the crowd, to find a tree, much less climb a tree. They didn't have the fancy tree stands that we have today, you know what I mean? He had to climb the tree the real way, shimmy up the tree to get to the top of the tree where he wanted to be so he could look out over the crowd. How bad do you think Zacchaeus was wanting to see Jesus? Man, that tells me something was going on in Zacchaeus' life. 
something was going on deep inside of him. He knew Jesus is what he was searching for. This money wasn't getting it for him. This prestige of being the top tax collector wasn't doing it for him. I think he found it hard to sleep at night. Have you ever done that? When you know you did something wrong, and it's kind of hard to go to sleep at night. You just want to make it right. I think Zach was there. I think Zach was searching. I think he was searching really hard. But you know, the crowd kept him from getting there. But if we were playing this out with little kids, I'm sorry to say you little kids in Kinsman, but if we were playing this out with a bunch of kids, I'd have a person come up here that's big, would be a sycamore tree. I would be able to lift somebody up. You see, God planted that sycamore tree there. He had a purpose for that sycamore tree. It wasn't just to provide shade. That day it was to provide something else. So Zach could see Jesus. Let's look in the Bible. He climbed up the sycamore tree in order to see him, for he was about to pass through that way. And when Jesus came to that place, he looked and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry, come down. Today I must stay at your house. And he hurried and came down and received him great, or gladly. When they saw it, they all began to grumble, saying, Jesus, the mob of people, the crowd keeping Zacchaeus out, the tree, I'd say I'd use a big person for that so the kid can climb up. You know, by filling a shoebox, you might be a tree today. By getting a shoebox back here and sending the shoebox off, God might actually consider you as a tree, as he did in this story of Zacchaeus. What did the tree do? It was enabling Zacchaeus to see Jesus. What do we need to do, folks? As a church body, I need to enable people to see Jesus. Any way I can, I need to enable people to see Jesus and meet Jesus. A lot of times I think we're a crowd. It's our job to keep the riffraff out. Y'all look at me like I'm crazy. It's sometimes our job. I see kids do that. I see adults do that. It breaks my heart. Does it break yours? Sometimes we think that we're better. We're not. We need to be a tree. Is God speaking to you today? This is hard for me sometimes, folks. I catch myself sometimes doing that. You see, Zacchaeus had a lot of stuff. <laughs> He's very rich, Trent. Very rich. The guy could get anything he wanted. But yet he had a need that nobody else could fill. Money couldn't buy. He had to see Jesus. 
And he had to get on that tree. And Jesus looked up and said, hey, I don't know how Jesus knew his name. But I know I got a big God. And I know he knows my heart. And I know he knows my need. He says, Zacchaeus, you come down now. For I'm going to your house today. Guys, when he said that, I can only feel Zacchaeus' heart melting. Wow, this Jesus guy knows my name. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Has my reputation preceded me as a chief crooked tax collector? Guys, do you see what's happening here? Zacchaeus came down. He didn't know if Jesus was going to scold him or what for cheating all these people. You see, he was under a heavy burden. He couldn't sleep at night. But Jesus said, I'm going to your house today. He even said, I must go to your house today. You see, this is ordained of God. This is Zacchaeus' moment. 2 Corinthians, it says, for this day is a day of salvation. A lot of times we put off what God calls in our heart that we need to do. And that's not good, folks. When God convicts, we need to confess, surrender, let God have it. Can God take care of all the problems that kiss had? What he was searching for, could God do it? Yes. We've got to take our hands off. We've got to let him do it. I'm leery of this. I'm going to tell you something about me and Tracy that some of you might be the same way as me and Tracy. Sometimes I get in trouble when I invite people over to the house and she doesn't have a clue they're coming. <laughs> you know, I hear about it later. Brent, man, I wish you'd told me I'd have had the house cleaned. I'd have some cookies baked. I'd have something ready. But I can't have these kids over. I can't have these people over because the house isn't ready. Does that kiss do that? A lot of times we make excuses when God calls me. He says, wow, I'm not ready for God to take me yet. I'm not ready for him to do that with me yet. I've got to get myself ready. You see what you're doing, guys? You're trying to play God. You're trying to make yourself look good. You're trying to say, hey, I'm going to clean this mess up before I get saved. Can you do that? Hey, God knows what kind of mess you're in. God's the only cleaning agent that's going to work on that mess. The more I try, guess what? the worse it gets. You'll never be good enough on our own to get in the presence of the Lord. Zacchaeus realized that. He said, sure, Lord, come on in. I'm very thankful he did that. Look at this next thing. Zacchaeus hurried down and coming down today for I must stay at your house. And he hurried and came down and received him gladly. 
That gladly guy is in my Bible says joyful. He was joyful. About like blind Bart. Blind Bart, you couldn't shut him up, but I can only imagine after he got his eyesight back how bad it's going to be. Hey, Matt, do you realize Jesus gave my eyesight back? you got to meet this guy. He's awesome. He gladly went through the city. I can only imagine Zacchaeus getting excited about coming down out of that tree. I think he came down a lot faster than he went up. How about you? <laughs> yeah, he might have ripped something, you know, on the way down. You know what I mean? He's getting down out of that tree because Jesus is coming to his house. He knew something about Jesus, but it seems like Jesus knew all about Zacchaeus because they called him by name. Guys, there's something about when somebody calls you by name, it hits in here, doesn't it? They know all about me. Look, what else happens? He hurried and came down and received him gladly. When he saw that they all began to grumble, saying, He is going or is gone to be with the guest of a man who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stopped and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, half my possessions I will give to the poor. And if I have defaulted anyone of anything, I give them four times as much. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come into the house because you too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. Closing this thing up. You see, Jesus came to Zacchaeus, knew what he had need of. Zacchaeus was saved that day. Salvation came to the man. How do I know that? It's because he had a change in the way he was living. It wasn't all about, hey, I got the money. It was more about, hey, what can I do for the Lord? You remember that thing of the rich young ruler? It's impossible with man, with a rich man to come to, to him. You understand, the Bible didn't miss when it said Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector and a rich man. There's nothing God cannot do with you, okay? He's ready. He's just willing for you to get out of the tree and come to him. He's waiting for you. This guy had an encounter with Christ. Was it all about what he thought was important now? No. It was all about what God considered important. You see, when Zacchaeus had all that stuff going on, I can only imagine him and Jesus walking to his house. The disciples probably followed. Zacchaeus probably had tons of servants. They followed. 
I can't believe that kiss is coming to the house. What's he thinking? All these people are going nuts. How come he's doing it? It's going to be the rumor mill now. His reputation is going to be nothing. God can handle it, guys. But he did it for Zacchaeus. So he could have a change of heart. Turn around and affect others. You know, by him giving half of his riches to the poor, you know that had to affect people. You know, in the Old Testament law, I looked it up. Exodus 22, 1 through 7, you look it up. Numbers 5, 6 through 7. It says it was just supposed to be like 20 extra percent, man. Extra. How much did he say? Four times. Mackenzie, if I cheated you at four dollars or a dollar, and I gave you four times as much, how much money do you get? If you had a dollar and I took it from you and I did it meanly, okay, and I did it underhandedly, and I say I'm going to pay you back four times as much, how much do you get back? Four dollars. Very good, Mackenzie. All right. She's, she's working on that math, okay? You understand? That wasn't God's criteria for getting saved. That was Zacchaeus confessing and saying, Hey, in my heart, I know I did this man wrong. I'm going to give him four times as much because I want them to see the change in my life. I want them to see Jesus in my life. Amen? It wasn't a criteria for getting saved. It was, hey, I know I did something wrong. The law says do this, but I'm going to do this. Something out of the ordinary. Because I've got a repentant heart. Just between you and me, you think Zacchaeus lived a little differently after that? You think the town was buzzing about what was happening with Zacchaeus? I think the Romans might even be concerned about what's happening to Zacchaeus, huh? (laughs) This man's giving away money. He's going clean. You think that would affect somebody else? Yeah. In closing, guys. I had a hard week this week. But I found this little thing written to Daddy. Kids that didn't know I was going to share it. It's written on my birthday. <laughs> my kids don't always do this. It's just by God's grace. I picked up my notepad, thumbing through it, saying, God, where do you want me to go today? And it's a letter to Daddy on my birthday. I'm really proud of you for all you do. Thank you for being there. You always know what to say. Even though I get mad, I know that you still love me. And you're the best dad anyone could ever have. 
I love you so much. Please remember this letter always is signed McKenzie with my birthday on it. My relationship with my daughter isn't always, hey, let's go have fun. All right? Sometimes I've got to be the bad guy. Sometimes I've got to be the man that makes her mind. The man that tells her no. But what this letter's telling me is she knows I love her. She knows that there's a purpose for why things have to be no. There's a purpose in why I act the way I do to her sometimes. Guys, we serve a big daddy up in the sky. This guy would leave everything else and go searching for you if you're a lost person. He tells about 99 sheep he leaves to go after one. It's all about the relationship we have with him. He desires it more than anything else in the world is a relationship with you today. He wants that relationship so bad. He says, I, I got one son, and I'm going to send him to Calvary to die so you can have this relationship with me, with that God that's that great. I don't know, but when I read this letter, I just said, thank you, God, for being a dad that I can trust, that I can model myself, that my kid might see a little bit of his, their father through me. Guys, it's all about a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what Zacchaeus was pursuing. That's what was so hard for him to obtain because he's been stuck in a worldly way so long. But I don't know what convicted him. But I know it's a Savior that stood there with open arms and said, with loving eyes, Zacchaeus, you come down for I'm going to your house today. Guys, through anything we do, that's the kind of God that stands here today and says, for you and you and you, how's your relationship with me? I'm ready to take care of it. No matter what the cost, no matter what's happening, I'm ready to do it. Will you come down out of your tree today and not just look at me, but start walking with me in this relationship? Knowing that you can't hide any longer. And guys, the reason I know that kiss was saved, he had a changed life. People that know you are going to say, wow, what happened? What's the drill? You used to act like this, and now you're just all of a sudden over here doing church, man, doing shoeboxes. This is really out of the ordinary. Why are you doing a shoebox? Why are you putting your own money in that shoebox? Just take it down to church. You don't need that money. Let somebody else pay for that. Guys, God's after your heart. Where's your heart at? I had to tell you a kid's story today because God ranked my heart out. He says, Brent, I love you. Don't ever forget that. Sometimes I forget that, how much God loves me.
I know I'm in the ministry. I know I've got different things I deal with. But sometimes I just need to know God loves me for who I am and all my bumps and bruises. But I know one thing. I'm trying to be the best example I can to walk with him every day. Will you do that today? Dave, we're ready for invitation. If you would, stand this morning. Would you bow with me? Dear my Father, we know that you're a great God. We know that you do miracles. We know that you uh, can do anything. More than impossible, you can do it. Dear my Father, help us not just to sit back and be a watcher. Help us to come up and meet you. Help us to realize you know us by name. You want to do something in each one of our lives that only you can do. And you want to give us a blessing. Help us to not say, hey, I can't give that. If we can't give it, help us to realize it owns us more than we own it. Help us to realize we need to serve you with open hands and an open heart where you can lead us daily through that relationship. There's somebody here that doesn't know you today. Lord, I just pray that you would just send conviction as you did with Zacchaeus. That you'd move in a mighty way where we want to come and meet you. Where we want you to come over to our house and live. There's no rooms you don't have access to. Help us to realize you can take care of all our problems, all our sin. All we have to do is ask you. Lay it at your feet. You can do it. In Jesus' name I pray.